everybody. Welcome back to the Castro Files. How are you doing? I'm great. How about you? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you all again for joining us for another episode. We appreciate it. First things first, go out, like, subscribe to the show. Hit the thumbs up on the YouTube if you don't mind it. And definitely share it. Sharing the show, as Beth says, is caring. (laughs) But sharing it absolutely helps us grow. We just hit a little over, I think we're a little over 100 subscribers to the Castro Files channel. Nice. Which is pretty cool considering it's a side gig. It's a side gig. Right? It hasn't been going on too long. Yeah, yeah. We love telling stories and stuff like that. So please do that if you don't mind. You can also check us out on iTunes, Instagram, Spotify, all of those. The show gets posted under The Bar is Open, which is our other podcast. Um, So you can give us a, a... Review out there if you don't mind. Yep, give us some stars. Hit the stars if you don't mind as well. And then, of course, go out and check out all of our gear. You can go out to minorleaguestudios.com forward slash the Castro Files. You can find all of our gear or it's linked in the in the comments below or in our notes below. Cool stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. Some tumblers, some wine tumblers. Baseball cap is really cute. Sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. All sorts of stuff. Cool, fun stuff. So you can go out and check that out if you don't mind. We appreciate it. So with that, Beth's got a story today to share. I do. What are you going to talk about today? So this is from a book called The Creepy Pasta Collections, Modern Urban Legends You Can't Unread. Mm. Uh, This story is called Down in the Library Basement, and it's by Rona Vassalaire. I hope it's Vassalaire? Vassalaire. All right. That sounds weird. Vassalaire, Vassalaire. That's close. You know. Yeah. Um... All right. So let's go ahead let's and get started. It. Ready? Creepypasta always has great stories. Really good ones. Um, running a library is not an easy thing to do. You'd be surprised at the number of people who think that all librarians do is sit around and read the whole day. They have no concept of all the duties that comes with being a librarian. In just one day, my mother will teach a class for senior citizens on how to use computers, help four different families find the graves of their loved ones, register a thousand new books into the system, reorder all the books that have been returned, hold a story time session for the children, and the list can go on and on. The point of me telling you this is so that you understand that it takes a person with a degree and years of experience to run a library. I am not that person. (laughs) My mom has run our small town library for over 20 years. She's damn good at what she does, and that's the only reason why our town still has a library. Unfortunately, this, me- this meant that it was difficult to replace her for even a short amount of time when she fell down the basement stair and broke oh a leg. I should, have suspe- I should have suspected something was up when she called me home. I'm a freelance writer, so it's not difficult for me to come back to rural Minnesota at a moment's notice. You'll understand, however, that I don't do it very often. I rarely have any shred of desire to return to my hometown. I need, to watch- I need you to watch over the library for me until I can go back to work. When my mom said that, it wasn't a request so much as an order. It was easy to tell from the set look in her eyes that she had already mentally decided I would be taking over for her, regardless of any request of mine. As a librarian's daughter, I knew better than anyone how difficult her job is. I blanched when she asked me and said, Mom, there's no way. I don't know how to register books. I don't know how to use the system. My mom waved a dismissive hand. That's not a problem. You won't have to register any books. You can just check them out, which you've done before. Another librarian from Rock County will be coming will be coming once a week to register my new books and fix anything you might have screwed up. <laughs> I want to scowl at that, but I held back mostly because it's true. For the most part, I need you to deal with patrons, help them find books, help them with research, keep the computers up and running. You do realize you're asking me to do this the impossible, right? I deadpanned. Mom sighed. Look, 
I know this isn't ideal, but it's only for a few weeks until my leg is better. I just need you to keep things afloat. You know, if there was anyone qualified to do this, I'd ask them. As it is, you're the closest to the librarian this town has, aside from me. You've grown up with the library and you know the basics of how it works. You can do this. I gave my mom a skeptical look, but she just returned it with an encouraging smile. I sighed as she began to give me a rundown of my duties as her stand-in. There were so many details that I actually had to take notes. By the fourth or fifth page, I was convinced that she was setting me up for failure. <laughs> just do your best. You'll be fine, she said. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah right, great. right. The first day at the library was utterly and complete hell, mixed in with also some chaos and a healthy dose of self-loathing. I followed my mom's instructions to the letter, but even that was paltry comfort. Make sure you have a story time in the morning. It starts promptly at 9 a.m. Usually I love kids, but not when I'm the one who has to keep them in line. And they never stop talking. <laughs> it took me 15 minutes to get to the fourth page of the stupid picture book I'd picked out. Something about a dumb jellyfish that lost his glasses. Jellyfish don't even wear glasses, you little shits. <laughs> to try, try to run a virus scan on each computer before noon. If one computer goes down, the rest are sure to follow. Trust me. Of course, it would be my luck that the computers would all crash on my first day. I called, down, I called the town's resident IT guy, a man from across the country, who proved to be distinctly unhelpful. I can probably get in to fix them later this week, he said. Oh, perfect. Computerless for a week. I don't remember that. I, I'm sorry. I don't remember what exactly I said to him, but apparently my thoughts were frightening enough to get him there within the hour. He carefully avoided me as he fixed the computers. <laughs> Some patrons might need help with genealogy research. Just do what you can. Even with the website my mom provided, it was clearly, it was, it was near impossible to find these people. My great grandmother's grandmother's name was Ethel. Can you find her for me? <laughs> I can try. What's her last name? Oh, I'm not sure. But I know she lived in a red house. I see. Any other information? She was a witch. I'm trying to find her spell book. Right. Some kids will probably be coming in to find books for school. They have a reading program in school, and they have to earn a certain number of points in a semester by reading books in their reading level. Make sure to get them books appropriate for both their age and their reading level. What do you mean my son shouldn't read A Clockwork Orange? Screamed the soccer mom, her long manicured nails tapping on the library desk. Her eight-year-old son stood a little ways away browsing through the sports books. Ma'am, it's not an age-appropriate book for your son. I'll have you know my son is damn smart and he can read whatever he wants. Ma'am, about half the book is about rape and the other half is about murder. I said, losing patience. <laughs> what? She shrieked, throwing the book down on the counter in disgust. Why on earth would the school recommend such filth? And why do you offer it here? Really? I expect more from a public institution like this. So like I said, the first day was exceptionally long and brutal. The days after weren't much better. There are a few odd instructions that my mom had given me before sending me on my doomed mission. They were so strange, in fact, that I asked the hospital if they'd check my mom for concussion because she obviously is talking nonsense. She had to be. Every night after you lock up, go down to the library basement. Make sure to take a make sure to take along a book of your choice. It can be of anything. Then you'll need to sit down there and read aloud for at least half an hour. I blinked as I stared at my mom, giving me a stern look from her hospital bed. Um, am I supposed to record this or no, don't worry about that. Just go down there and read to like Mo nobody mom. There's nothing down there. It was true. The, 
basement was a decrepit dust fest complete with a bare concrete floor and rows of useless crap that had never been thrown away for some odd reason or another. Excuse me. It doesn't matter if there is or isn't anything down there. You just need to do as I said. Understand? She was rarely so harsh with me, so I agreed, making a big show of writing it down. It seemed to relax her. Make sure you lock the doors before you leave, but leave one light on. The one by the front desk. If you remember, leave some candy behind too. She must have seen the look I was giving her because she said, I know this all seems like an odd thing to ask, but it's very important to me. All right, make sure you do this. I could say, I couldn't say I was sure that my mother was completely sane or that she hadn't conked her head hard enough to drive logic out the window, but she looked at me as though this was the most important part of the job. So I gave a resigned nod and said, all right. The practice, however, was much harder than the theory, mostly because I was really effing, I really effing hated going down to that basement. The first night I went down, I grabbed my copy of Weathering Heights, one of my favorite books, and descended the stairs flicking on the light as I went. There was only one functioning light in the basement, a bare bulb hung from the ceiling that illuminated a tiny circle spot on the floor. I felt like I was stepping into the spotlight as I sat down in my chair my mother must have placed there. I sat in total silence and cleared my throat. It was strange being down here alone. I really didn't like it, but I had a job to do, so I set a timer on my phone for 30 minutes and started reading. I stumbled a little bit at the beginning, the words jumbling together on their way out of my mouth. We both know how that goes. Uh, But soon I found my groove and the narrative flowed just fine. My voice carrying throughout the damp basement. It made me nervous the way I broke the silence. It seemed wrong. I could feel my pulse hammering hard in my throat and I began to wish that I had just ignored my mother's instructions. I'm stupid. This is stupid. And I'm stupid for doing this stupid thing. Stupid. As I kept reading, I gradually became aware of the feeling of somebody watching me. Of course, I'd feel that way. I mean, I was sitting in the creepy old basement alone with barely even a light to keep me company, my voice echoing off the cement wall in total solitude. It's completely normal that I begin to feel creeped out as though I wasn't really alone. Normal, but that didn't mean I liked it. I was startled when my phone roared to life. It jingled, signaling the end of my 30 minutes, swallowing hard, I silenced the offending object and raced up the stairs, suddenly feeling that something was going to slither out and drag me back down if I wasn't careful. I slammed the basement door shut and ran through the library, finishing everything as quickly as I could. I left the light on over the front desk. I brought candy bar during lunch, a Milky Way if you're curious, and I left it on the desk. It looked like an offering to something. Uh, it looked like an offering to something, but I couldn't stop shaking. I ran out the front and locked it checking and rechecking to make sure that I hadn't made a mistake. I won't lie, I was relieved after locking it, as through the as though the extra barrier between myself and the basement would save me from something. It took me a full 10 minutes before I was calm enough to climb in my car and drive to my parents' house, where my mom and dad had set up my old room for as long as I'd be running the library. Dad was at the hospital with mom, who hadn't come home yet, so I had the house to myself. I got drunk that night prying open my dad's liquor cabinet and drinking whatever I laid my eyes on. I threw on some stupid sitcoms and sat in the living room, all the lights on and a blanket drawn around me like a suit of armor. So ended the absolute worst first day of a job I've ever had. The first week was anything but easy. On Tuesday, I made a kid cry during story time. On Wednesday, I caught one of the patrons trying to watch porn on the computer. On Thursday, the town pervert came in specifically to harass me, and I had to threaten to sick the police on him when he started bragging about his massive 
man parts. Um, on Friday, it rained and the roof leaked, ruining about a dozen good books that would have would have to be replaced. The one thing that got easier, at least, was the basement. At first, I'd been so confused as to why my mom had asked me to do all these strange rituals. It was like she was trying to assuage a spirit or something. The moment that thought occurred to me, I realized what was happening. My mother, you see, is a big believer in ghosts. The library has always had its share of bad luck, lights going out on their own, computers crashing, etc. And she must have started to believe that it had its own little haunting. Perhaps she thought that if she read to it, giving it offerings, things would go smoothly. After that, my nightly ritual actually became kind of fun. I started to imagine that the ghost my mom had been communicating with was another young woman just like me. I picked out books that I thought she might like. Um... Uh, books that I liked more likely but put more feeling into my reading occasionally I'd find myself talking to her absent-mindedly throughout the day in the end I even started believing she might actually be there it started with the candy as per my mom's request I'd buy the elusive little spirit something as an offering I started out with chocolate and then I'd throw it away in the morning one night however I left a bag of skittles and the next morning it was gone I scoured the library looking for some sign of the candy but it was just gone from then on, I started buying all different kinds of treats, seeing if I could get a result. Chocolates were usually left behind, but hard candies were almost always gone by the next day. About After about three weeks, I decided that yes, there was a ghost and I was beginning to understand its preferences. Maybe it seemed that, maybe it seemed that I'm being a little too cavalier about all this. After all, it's not every day that people decide they're dealing with ghosts and start messaging or messing around with them. Of course, you have to remember that I haven't actually seen any ghost. I just imagined that they were there. To me, it was something of a game. I got to play make-believe and some forces that may be played along. It was fun. It was a little strange. They all changed one night after closing when I made the mistake of letting down my guard. Everyone in town knew that the library closed at 8 p.m. on Thursdays. It was already 8.30 and I was choosing a book. I just about decided on Little Women when I heard the bells above the door jingle and somebody stepped inside the library. Now, I hadn't locked the door yet because, well, I didn't think I needed to. I can already hear you guys telling me how stupid I am, but cut me a little slack. After all, it's a small town and nothing ever happens in small towns, right? Guess again. I peered out from the bookshelf I was standing near and saw the town pervert walking toward me. He had his big shit-eating grin on his face and immediately I was on high alert. Let me give you a quick rundown on how this guy looks. He's massive and I don't mean fat. He's ridiculously tall with a fair amount of muscle bulging out of his ill-fitted and stained clothes. He lacks the capacity to understand personal hygiene, apparently because his hair is always greasy and his breath smells like the inside of a bat cave. He had a bad habit of getting inside a, personal, a person's personal space and leering at her. His eyes traveled shamelessly over her body. It disgusted me. My mom had always warned me about this guy. We called him Chad for the sake of anoint. Uh, uh, we'll call him Chad for the sake of anonymity. That's a hard word for me. Thank you. Anonymity. Yeah, what that word. Being anonymous. Yes. See, Chad would try to screw anything that moved, regardless of age or circumstance. He'd been around since I was a kid, and he often tried to convince both me and my older sister to come into his house and talk with him for just a moment. He had said something nice to give up. He, he said he had something nice to give us. He'd gotten kicked out of the library several times in the past for hitting on minors or on my mother herself. He had a wandering hand and no sense of decency. And at that moment, I was alone with him. You'll still, you still working here with your ma, Cassie? 
he asked easily. His steps not slowing as he approached me, I took a few instinctive steps back, putting the desk between us as a sort of barrier. Not that he couldn't work his way around that. I was wondering if I'd be able to grab my mace from my purse. You know I am, Chad, I snapped, already annoyed with him. You know that you're not supposed to be here after hours. You need to leave right now. He gave me an easy smell. I just wanted to talk to you, sweetie. We're friends, aren't we? I felt a heavy... I felt a heave deep in my stomach at those words. I scanned my work area for my purse, but remembered all too late it wasn't there. Damn it, I left it in the car. No, we're not friends. If you don't leave right now, I'm going to call the cops. Not that calling the cops would do much. The reason people like Chad could still exist in a small community was that the cops were absolutely shit. Still, I reached for the phone anyways because I don't make threats that I don't intend to keep. Chad's polite mask slipped off then and Chad's polite mask slipped off then, and as I knew it would, he'd been hoping he was smart enough to hightail it out when I made my threat, but my hopes were clearly, clearly misplaced, especially when there were no witnesses to his behavior. His eyes darkened, and he snarled, you effing bitch. In a moment, he was halfway over the desk, and I shrieked. I stumbled backwards, just out of reach, as he lumbered toward me, sporting a tent in his pants that told me he enjoyed chasing me into the corner. In absolute panic, I ran down the stairs to the basement, stumbling and falling the last few steps and sprawling out onto the concrete. A deep pain flared in my arm as I landed on it, and I knew instantly that it was definitely sprained, maybe even broken. I could, cheer, I could hear Chad pounding down the steps, and I crawled into the darkness, my legs shaking too hard to support myself. I had just about made it past the little circle of light, he must have turned it on before he came down, and when his hand shot out and caught me by the ankle. He was freakishly strong, although I shouldn't have been surprised given his physique. He clamped his hand down so hard I thought he might actually snap my ankle bone. I screamed again, and as I tried to pull myself away from him, but my attempts were futile. I heard him panting hard in arousal as he pulled me back. Filthy little slut had been teasing me for years. Now look where it's gotten you. He muttered, falling on top of me and pinning me down. I thrashed and yelped as he fumbled with my blouse, cursing its buttons. And then, just then, I got that feeling again. That feeling of being watched. This time, it was much stronger than before. I instantly froze, suddenly feeling a great danger surrounding me. I mean, a danger other than Chad. The air in the basement seemed to have dropped a good 10 degrees, and I could see puffs of his rotten breath forming above me. On instinct, I began to strain my eyes, looking past his hulking body into the darkness, even as he undid the last button and reached for my bra. There, in the darkness, something moved. It was as though the darkness in the room had become liquid, and it was shifting and twisting. My breath caught in my throat, and I barely felt Chan's hat on me, Chan, Chad's hands on me. I had gone silent when I sensed the disturbance, but now I began to make strange wheezing noises at the, as the liquid darkness moved towards us. Chad didn't ask if I was okay or what was wrong. I don't think he even noticed. He was too busy trying to get me out of my slacks. He never saw it, but I did. It had black fur, fur, which was probably why I had never seen it before. Its body was absolutely massive, pushed along by four long spindly legs. It looked something like a spider, but for the way it walked, it looked something like a spider, but for the way it walked. Its body was obviously heavy because the legs did little more than drag it forward, its body scraping along the ground. I noticed that its legs ended in a sharp claw, making each into something like a, spe a spear. 
I couldn't scream. I wanted to, but I couldn't. As I lay there under the body of my would-be rapist, I was dimly aware that he hadn't quite succeeded in clothing me yet, I saw one of its front legs snap forward. It had been lumbering towards us so slowly that I almost thought it was incapable of speed. Apparently, I was wrong, because in the time that it took me to blink, its leg had managed to spear through Chad's chest, poking through the other side. What what happened? It just closed. (laughs) Damn it, Jim. Hang on um, a second. Okay, there it is. We got it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I need to find where he's at, though. Okay, so it, because in the time it took me to blink, its legs had managed to spear through Chad's chest, poking through the other side and showering me in blood. I gagged. Chad's eyes were wide open, staring at me in utter confusion as though he thought I was the one who did this. In reality, I was just as surprised as he was, especially when it did it again. I don't... We are experiencing technical difficulties. And we're back. Thanks, guys. Sorry about that. A little technical difficulties there. It happens from time to time. I'm all hot and sweaty. Um, Okay, so let me start back over. So we had just... Chad has just been stabbed. Right. um, Showering her in blood, and she gagged. Chad's eyes were open wide, staring at me in utter confusion, as though he thought I was the one who did this. In reality, I was just as surprised as he was, especially when the leg began to splinter apart into smaller appendages, gorging him from the inside out. In absolute horror, I crawled backwards, bumping into some of the boxes behind me. The creature dragged Chad's still struggling body backwards towards its bulking, uh, towards its bulk before extracting its limb. With great effort, it pulled itself onto its legs. Now I can see its belly. Well, what should have been a belly. I watched as its fur pulled back to reveal several ro- uh, to reveal several rolls of jagged yellow teeth pointed just slightly outward. Its maw was larger than my torso, and as I watched as it lowered itself down on top of Chad. It's like a slug kind of monster mouth. Yep. I'm glad that I couldn't see the exact... I'm glad I couldn't see what exactly those teeth did to him. Most of my vision was blocked by the black, furry body. I did manage to see the blood. The amount of red that covered the floor and coated the beast gave me a pretty good idea of what was happening. I seemed to recall that Chad's scream went on a great while longer than I'd expected them to. Eventually, the thing finished eating. The sickening crunch of Chad's bones stopped and it settled itself onto the floor once more. The legs began to drag its body forward as it crawled to me. Tears were coursing down my cheek as I thought about what happened to Chad. I had never really planned out what kind of death I wanted, but I knew it wasn't this. I was shaking so hard, the boxes behind me started to rattle as the thing crawled toward me in an agonizingly slow pace. It stopped just in front of me. I found myself frantically searching for eyes, but I found none. I had an awful moment where I wondered if it could smell me. And then something amazing happened. Something amazing and unbelievable. It lifted itself up just a bit and spit out a wrapper. The Skittles wrapper. There was a long moment where neither of us moved. The black creature was waiting for me to do something, and I was waiting for it to do something. Eventually, I mustered up enough courage to reach forward and pick up the wrapper. As soon as I did, it turned itself around, dragging its heavy body back to the corner it had been hiding in. I sat there for a long moment, staring alternatively at the wrapper and at the mass of blood at the basement uh, that the beast had left on the floor, splattered with the occasional eyeball or tooth. Ew. Um, I stared and I thought. Eventually, I stood up. I walked on shaky legs up the stairs to the young adult aisle 
plucking little women from the shelf. I walked back down to the basement, riding the chair that had been tipped over during my struggle with Chad, and I sat down, and in a surprisingly steady voice, I began to read. It was about two weeks later that my mom was cleared to go back to work. Well, cleared might be a poor term. It's more like she ordered the doctors to give his consent for her to return to work. Otherwise, she was going to find him and kill him in his sleep. <laughs> Some, or something to that effect. Hey, the, woman in my the women in my family are scary. What can I say? I decided to stick around for a few more weeks, helping my mom out as she got back to her daily routine. She observed me carefully, probably trying to decide if I knew what she thought I knew. One night, as we were closing, she asked, Did something happen to Chad? He usually comes in at least once a day, and I haven't seen him in, at all since I've been back. I shrug, thinking of the hour I'd spent cleaning up the basement so there would be no trace of the incident. I wonder about that. Guess. I don't know. Maybe he decided to skip town? It does look that way, doesn't it? She said, watching me closely. After a moment of silence, she said, Would you like to read tonight, or should I? I answered her with a grin that told her everything she needed to know. I think I'll do it tonight. I still need to finish Little Women. My mom smiled at me, knowing that she'd found a fellow conspirator. I know I should go back to my writing, but I'm finding it a bit hard to leave the library now. All in all, it's not every day you meet a new friend. That was a good one. That was a good one, right? Yeah, so at the beginning, we're going to have to put a little disclaimer in there just because uh, the little, content. But nonetheless... That's true. I, uh, um, it doesn't go into too much depth, I know. but there's a little bit. Just kind of going, thinking through, I mean, like, everybody wants, like, the, it, I, I think of it as, like, an, a ghostly... It, not really it's a, not ghost, a ghost, it's a, it's a monster. It's a creature. But I picture it as, like, almost like a lapdog kind of thing, like... It should be. Well, I mean, if a lap dog can eat you whole, well, sure. But um, I mean, like, you know, like <laughs> men in black kind of lap yes. dog. Well, it's like a, it, it obviously, if you're nice to it, it is nice to you. And so the reading and the candy. Her, saved her. The reading and the candy. Up by something anyway. Right. The reading and the candy is what keeps it nice. Mm -hmm. But it attacked her friend or its, it's friend, friend, I should say. And it was like, mm, this is my reading buddy. She leaves me candy too. So you can't. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. You know, he got his comeuppance. Isn't that what they say? Like he got what he deserved, oh, literally. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was an interesting story. Absolutely. Some of these That was a great one. Thanks. Thank you so much for yeah, that. Of that was, it, it did. I mean, because I, I like part of the middle there, I was like, oh, I yeah. hope she has like yeah. a hammer. I, I didn't see the pet creature dog creature <laughs> spider i just have like Thingy. a weird dog in my head yeah. i don't know why like and i have more of a spider because it said it was furry and on four legs like a spider but then it's different because it says it's dragging its belly think of so so anyway thank yeah. you so thanks. much that was thanks awesome. guys i hope you guys enjoyed it y'all thank you so much go out like subscribe share the show if you don't mind we appreciate it and of course tune in next time for the next castro files we'll catch you later bye guys cheers